0: Welcome to Episode 5, where Jock, the masterful thief, is continuing his comic crime spree. Later on, Council Register arrives at the campfire, where John and Routhog are sitting and spinning tails together. In Once Time, you'll meet John Spellman. Tell it, please, keep talking, I love it. John's friend, Council Register. Yeah, I'm coming. Sorry, sorry, I've just been delayed. And... Routhog. His old, old feller yells, Dang it, Jock! You don't deserve that horse. You didn't steal that horse, fair or square. So, Routhog was still telling me about Jock, the masterful thief. One of Old Man Rich's guards approaches a little old woman on a cold night and he asks, his, What's up, old mother? Come on, old lady. Come and share the fire. Mayhap have, we have, may have some food among us. Are you hungry? Well, says she, I, I did have a small piece of bread first thing this morning, very early. Well, the other free, front guards welcome the old woman around their fire. They give her food, and one of them offers to lift a large barrel off her back, but she refuses. Oh, I cannot. She says, My future is in there, my livelihood. Oh, well, what do you got that you carrying around looks so heavy? It's whiskey, boys. I make and spell, smell, sell. I can smell it, too. It's really nice. I sell my own special whiskey, she says. The guards are looking back and forth at each other, licking their lips, and the old lady sees them, so she says, "'But you boys have been so kind to me "'that I would like to give each of you a draft "'and not charge you one penny.' "'The drinks move quickly around the fire "'and the noise level begins to rise. "'The other outside guards soon gather around "'and even the two inside horse guards leave their posts "'and come out for a quick drink. "'But they are careful, men, and well paid, "'and it is warm in the barn.' So they down their whiskies and go back inside to their posts in the horse stall. And then it's not long before all the outside guards are stretched out on the ground, knocked cold by the sleeping draft that Jock has administered to them. Jock, the masterful thief. Now standing there upright in his long dress and removing the wart from his face, Jock walks quickly to the barn to get the horse. Both inside guards are also passed out. The one who was holding the reins has lost them altogether and has fallen over heavily onto his side. The guard on the horse is still in the saddle, stretched out over the horse's neck, snoring softly into his mane. Jock starts to push him gently off onto the ground to join his fellow, but gets a better idea. He unbuckles the four straps that hold the saddle to the horse. And then he ties a length of stout rope to each strap and then ties the other ends of the four ropes to the support posts in the stall and tightens them just enough to lift the zonked out guard and the saddle up above the horse's back. And Jock then guides the roan into the next stall, muffles its feet with burlap bags and leads it out into the shadows, past the guard's fires their bodies still on the ground, mounts up on the horse and rides past the crick pool down to his little house, where he ties the horse securely in the back and then goes to bed. Well, the next morning, Jock is brushing down the horse when old man Rich arrives. He's furious. Dang it, Jack, dang it. You don't deserve that horse. You didn't steal that horse fair. You tricked my guards. You used some kind of drugs. And you owe me for property damages. Those guards' fires burned big holes on my property. The barn door got left open, so a bunch of my sheep escaped, and my saddle is ruined from where you hung it up in the air with that feller still on it, and he could not control his natural functions. Now, that's not fair. So you give me back that horse. It's mine. No, says Jock, this is not your horse. This is my horse but you can keep that bushel of gold you owe me, and I'll keep this little house and this land right around it. Straight deal. So, I now own this house and this land, so I'm asking you to please get off my property. You are trespassing, sir, and I am busy. I have to curry my horse and plan what kind of masterful thieving I'm going to do tonight. (laughs) masterful thief. You ain't no master. You ain't even a decent thief or an honest one. Anybody could steal doing what you did. Oh, you're wrong. I am a great thief. I can steal anything from anybody. No way. You can't really steal nothing. Why don't you try me, says Jock. Give me another job. All right, says old man Rich. All right. "'Here's what you got to do. <laughs> "'You got to go down and steal the preacher, "'preacher Tiny Tillman, out of his house "'and get him into my pigsty tonight. "'You do that, and I'll give you all the gold "'I still got hid in my house.' "'Well,' says Jocko, "'how much gold you got?' "'I got a whole room full behind the root cellar "'and half the ice storage.' All right, says Jock, I can do that. I can steal that preacher. No problem. Get Preacher Tiny in with your pegs. Easy. Well, tonight's the night, Jock. You better get busy if you want to keep any kind of a good reputation as a masterful thief. And Jock got busy. And that night at Preacher Tiny's house, after he and his wife, Ganella have gone to bed, They hear some kind of loud and righteous voice echoing through the trees from where Tiny's church stands up on the ridge above his house. Tiny sits up in bed. What is that? What is that? "'Listen up, somebody is really preaching. "'That is good preaching. That, "'That is fine preaching, fiery preaching, "'preaching to beat the devil. "'Oh, who has been sent by the hand of God "'to use my church in such a holy fashion?' "'Oh, that,' said Ganella, "'that has got to be some kind of drunk man "'up on the ridge and yacking his brains out. "'Leave him be.' Just hope he gets quiet and go back to sleep. No, Ginella, no, can't you tell? That is real preaching, true, godly preaching. Those are fine words, holy words, words of salvation. Oh, we shall be saved. Oh, no, you old fool, that is not holy. That is hollering. Somebody's up there just hollering. Tiny rolls out of bed puts his boots on under his nightdress, and heads out the door of his house. I'm going to seek the glory. You can stay here. I shall climb the hill and find forgiveness for my sins, my sins of avarice and greed, and I shall go to paradise, and you'll be stuck here, Gunilla. Oh, you get on with it, she says, but just go to glory as quietly as you can. I need to sleep. Preacher Tiny goes up the hill, listening and thinking, oh yeah, yeah, there's an angel up in there. That preaching is definitely coming from my church. And there's a little bit of light coming out of there too. What is up here? Who is doing what? Tiny clambers up the outside steps to the front entrance of his church and pushes on the doors. They're locked and they will not budge. He shakes them. And the preaching inside gets louder, tiny tiny pounds on the door and hollers, Who is in there, pray, tell me, who is that preaching in my tabernacle? Oh, it is I, says a voice from inside, it is I, the angel Gabriel. I have come to take the chosen with me to the promised land. "'Ah, how do I know that you are Gabriel? "'You might be just a regular angel. "'I am who I am. "'Those who know, know,' said the voice, "'and went back to its thunder and brimstone. "'Reverend Tiny went around to the side of the church "'and hoisted himself up to the window, "'and by the dim light of one flickering candle "'he could just make out a wiry figure in a white choir robe.' a shiny halo above his head, his cheeks flushed with the spirit of the holiness that streamed out through his mouth in a cascade of peerless preaching. Antonio was so moved by the appearance of a holy figure in his church that even had the light been better, he might not have recognized Jock in his angel costume. "'complete with a flush of berry juice rubbed into his cheeks "'and the large soup tureen held upside down over his head "'by the handle tied up against the back of his neck. "'Ecstatic. "'Tiny ran back to the locked church door and hollered through it, "'Oh, Gabriel, I know that it is indeed thee "'who has come to rescue me from a life of crime. "'Oh, save me, Gabriel, from sin, damnation, "'and the clutches of my wife.' Open the door and take me in that I may journey with you to paradise. Oh, the trip to paradise is not so easy, says Jock, still thundering in the voice of the archangel. You must demonstrate to me, tiny Tillman, by right action the purity of your desire, the purity of your desire to leave this veil of misery and debauchery and theft. Oh, Gabriel, it must be you. Who else could know that I have stolen from my church and my flock? Who else could know about all the money I have hidden in my house? Oh, the whole host of heaven knows of your crimes. And we now want you to seek total repentance and peace. So you must bring with you in a glory bag... All the money you have taken over the years, all that ill-gotten guilt that is secreted within your dwelling. Go now, tiny Tillman, hasten, and bring to me your money, that I may take you with me when I return above. Oh, Gabriel, don't leave without me. I repent, I repent. Give me a minute. I'll be right back with all my money, said Tiny, and he headed back down the hill. Jock quickly pulled off his robe and halo, and Unseen followed the excited preacher back to his house and listened through an open window. Tiny had raced around and a, found a gunny sack and was filling it with money from a locked chest beneath their bed. Ganella was saying, "'That is not the angel Gabriel, you crazy old man. "'That is some drunk man or else some kind of shyster who wants our money. "'Stop, Tiny, stop. Listen to me.' "'You have no place to go, and no one to go with.' "'I hear dogs somewhere near. "'I I can't stop for that, woman. "'I've got to say goodbye to you. "'I've got to say goodbye to you, and good riddance. "'I'm off to glory, woman. "'The angel Gabriel has chosen me to go.' "'Well, fine, you foolish little man, fine. "'Just run off with some cheap trickster to heaven.' But don't you give him any of our money. Don't you understand, Ganilla? I have to prove my piety. I promised the angel I would deliver. How can you be sure he is who he says he is? He knows things. He knows I have been a thief and a liar. Yeah, but does he know how much money you have? Oh, he must. He is an archangel. "'Test him, Tiny. Test him. Just take half the money. See if he knows.' "'Reverend Tiny stopped shoveling money into his gunny sack. "'You are right, my love. He must be tested. "'He could be an emissary from darkness. "'Or just a common thief. "'Tiny, just take the money you've got there, "'but leave all the rest that is still under the closet floor.' At that outside, Jock turned and ran silently back to the church and was in costume and preaching by the time Tiny had dragged the money bag up the hill and up the stairs to the church doors. He dropped the bag and knocked loudly, knock, 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 Gabriel, sir, it's me, Reverend Tillman, I have returned with all my money, all my money, I repent, I repent, my soul is filled with light. "'Push that bag up against the door,' said Gabriel. "'I must sense the weight of your sin.' Tiny shoved the bag flush up against the door, and leaned against it with all his body weight as well, and there was a long pause. Uh, uh, "'That bag is light,' thundered Gabriel. "'That bag will lie heavy on your soul. "'It is only half full.' "'Return to your dwelling and bring to me all the money that is there, "'especially that which is hidden under the floor of your closet. "'Oh, Gabriel, Gabriel, forgive me. "'Excuse me. Forgive me. "'My my wife said I had to test you, and even though I believe in you, "'I, I foolishly tried to please my spouse. "'I will hasten now and get all the money, all of it, and I shall return.' The tiny Tillman ran back to his house, closely followed by Jock, who listened at the window while the glorious truck reverend removed Ganella's closed chest from atop the trapdoor in his closet f- floor. Oh, stop, you fool, she screamed. Stop, you total fool. Stop while there's still time. "'There is no more time, Ginella. "'This is my one chance to pass through the golden gates. "'Oh, be quiet, woman, be quiet.' "'And he piled all the rest of their money into the gunny sack "'and carried it back up the hill where Gabriel waited for him. "'Oh, Mr. Angel,' said Tiny through the door, "'you waited, you waited. "'I could not get my wife to see the light. "'We each see truth in our own time. "'That is the way of the world.' It is a message that means it is best if you go alone. Oh well, how do I get there, sir? How do I cross over? I shall take thee, tiny Tillman. I shall take thee with me now, tonight. But the light of the home of the blessed can be blinding. Even my face can be blinding if it is seen too close too soon. So close your eyes. "'and I will step out on the porch and prepare you. "'Oh, mine eyes are shut tight, Master Angel.' "'Jock stepped quickly onto the porch "'and tied a blindfold on to Tiny, "'and then he took off his choir robe, "'laid it on the floor and poured all the Tillman money onto it "'before rolling it up and slashing it under the porch. "'Now,' Jack said to Tiny, "'you are ready for your great journey.' "'Follow my instructions. "'Mine eyes are shut tight, Master Angel.' "'Jock stepped quickly onto the porch "'and tied a blindfold to Tiny, "'and then he took off his choir robe, "'laid it on the floor, "'and poured all the Tillman money onto it "'before rolling it up and stashing it under the porch. "'Now,' Jock said to Tiny, "'you are ready for your great journey.' Follow my instructions, and do not make a sound. No matter what happens, step into my glory bag, and I will carry you quietly to paradise. Remember, remain silent. And he guided Tiny into the gunny sack and tied it tightly at the top. And then he bounced the sack down the stairs. Tiny only cried out once, and very softly. Jock dragged the sack over to where his horse was tied under a tree and hoisted Tiny up over the horse and led it quietly through the woods and into the barnyard behind old man Rich's house. And there he pushed the sack off the horse and over a fence into the soft mud of the pigsty. Reverend Tiny grunted a bit as he hit the ground, but he made no other sound, and Jock sneaked quietly away and back to the church where he gathered up the choir robe full of loot and took it back to his house. The next morning, Rich came out to slop his pigs and saw in the sty a gunny sack surrounded by curious prodding porkers. Little whimpers were escaping from the sack. Rich stepped in and untied it and out crawled Preacher Tiny. Tillman, scared to death, but eager to see his new and holy place of abode. But when the two men saw each other, they both screamed, first in surprise and then in frustration. And Tiny hollered, "'He tricked me, and he's got all the money.' And Rich bellowed, "'You fool, you fool, you let that jock take all that cash. "'It took us years to siphon it off, years. "'Get out of here, Tiny, I never want to steal with you again.' And Tiny Tillman ran home to face Ganella. Rich marched over to Jock's place, where the masterful thief sat counting his treasure, and demanded that that loot be returned. It was his and Tiny's, he said. They had stolen it fair and square. Oh, it's not your money, said. Jock, it's my money. It is my money. And so it was. And now, Jock says, I'm going to leave you alone. I can't steal any more from you. You hardly got anything left except that big old ugly house and your big old ugly wife, and I sure don't want to swipe her. "Uh, Listen, said old man Rich, I'll I'll give my wife to you in return for half my money returned to me. No, 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 I told you I don't want your wife. Well, wait, wait a minute, says Rich, I got it. She's got a gold band on her finger. If you steal that, you can have it. Oh, go on, go on home. I'm busy here. Jock, Jock, wait, wait, wait. I got a better wager for you. If you could steal a bed sheet out from under my wife while she's laying in the bed tonight, you could have our whole big house and keep this little one too. Yeah, what if I can't steal the sheet? Well, if you can't steal it, you give me all my money back, plus Tiny's money, plus my horse, and you have to work for me for 10 years. Oh, deal, says Jock, that's easy. Set that if I lose, you get back only $199,991. And if I win, you and your old lady have to work for me for seven and a half years. That is a deal, says Rich, deal. And if that sheet is still on the bed in the morning, and it will be, you are done, Jock, done. Yep, we done. We got us a done deal, said Jock, and he turned away to brush his horse while Rich ran home to get ready for the arrival of the masterful thief. That night, just before bedtime, Rich told his wife that he suspected Jock was going to try to steal from them again. And if he did, the old man was going to kill him. We can't afford no more losses to that rascal, says Rich. Okay, she says, fine, kill him, okay. But don't make any more stupid bets or deals with him. Jock ain't all that smart, but he sure is smarter than you. I won't do nothing foolish. Everything's going to be all right. Well, it better be, she says. Climbs into bed and goes to sleep. A few minutes later, old man Rich blows out the lantern and he gets onto the bed next to her, but he doesn't lie down. He sits there on the bed with his shotgun in his lap, his eyes and ears trained on the door and the window. Nothing happens. Nothing. For a long time, Rich's wife is sound asleep. And he's finally, he's just beginning to nod off himself. It's very, very quiet when all of a sudden, Hey, you two.